0: Okay, this is going to be the fourth time I'm trying this week to record something. I've been having some trouble with some equipment. I think I have the settings right. I'm not sure, but hopefully I'm not going to be wasting my time recording yet another full episode that doesn't appear anywhere. So, hello everyone. Thank you, as always, for joining me today. In this episode of the podcast, I wanted to talk to you about a subject that many of you have actually written to me about. And to be perfectly honest, this episode is something that affects me quite personally. Now, I had mentioned at the end of the last episode that I'm going to be doing this episode as well as the next episode without a script without uh, much more than just a few notes. So I'm going to be winging it. I'm going to be making mistakes. I'm going to be, hopefully, um, the reason that I'm doing it this way is I don't want it to be like a lecture to you about something. I just want it to be kind of my ideas that float around in this empty space in my head, Sometimes when I sit in the sauna, for the hour that I usually do, I will just run all kinds of crap through my head and decide that I want to record it, and then sometimes I just don't want to do it with a script, you know? I don't want it to be a lecture. So the reason I'm doing this particular show is gay men have been concerned about their body image for several decades. And I'd like to give a few thoughts on this subject. Now, this, again, are my own thoughts. I will reference a particular book during this. But most of it is just my thoughts on this, my ideas on this, my evolving ideas on this. And as always, I try not to dictate what I think that you should do i just like to give you some things to think about and come to your own conclusions. This is going to be another topic that is part of my ongoing Gay Health series. And this is Gay Health 7. This show is a proud member of the Pride 48 Podcasting Network. Check out more great shows at pride48.com. Okay, I don't expect that this show is going to be very long, and we are going to be getting into specifically body image as we age toward the latter half of this show, but I wanted to start a little bit talking about body image and gay men and straight guys as I understand it. Now, we've all heard of anorexia, right? It's been mentioned since at least the 1970s in culture, TV, films. You may remember that Karen Carpenter from the group The Carpenters Died from Anorexia, and I believe that that was the first really big person that I remember having it. Now, that is a disorder predominantly with women although some men as well and it's a distorted body image that when they view themselves in the mirror no matter how thin no matter how skeletal they are they will see themselves as fat if you are someone that used to be really big and you dieted yourself down, you may know that depending on your particular mood on a given day, when you look in the mirror during your diet, and let's say it's towards the end of your weight loss diet, you've lost the majority of your weight, sometimes if you are having a stressful time, a difficult time in life, when you look at your image in the mirror, you still see that same fat person, and it goes to extremes with anorexia. They don't even have to have been large to begin with. They could have been a normal weight, or very slightly overweight, very slightly, and then they diet themselves down, and because of this disorder, they just never see themselves realistically without going to a treatment facility and learning to deal with their disorder. So, we've all heard about anorexia. But in the early 2000s, there was a book that came out called The Adonis Complex. I read it back at the time. And I also, after reading that book, you know, I've been in therapy for many years in therapy groups, in individual therapy sessions in psychiatric sessions. And I've discussed body image and specifically this Adonis complex kind of thing many times, many, many times over the decades since I've been dealing with mental health issues. This book, The Adonis Complex, discussed disorders, that resulted from younger guys constantly viewing images such as the extreme action figures or superheroes or video game characters that were all hugely muscled and dominant men and the often desired bodies of men shown in gay porn Along with, <laughs> along with their larger than normal size dicks, so this book, *The Adonis Complex*, talked about men's silent suffering to achieve Adonis-like beauty through secret dietary rituals, hair transplants, penis enlargement, cosmetic surgery, abuse of steroids, ephedrine fat burners and diuretics all of those kinds of factors resonated in straight and gay men alike however gay men had an additional reason for pursuit of getting a more muscled larger size look and that was the AIDS crisis for those of us that went through and survived the AIDS crisis Many of the life-saving drugs that came along in the mid-90s, I want to say 95, suddenly men were living. They weren't dying from HIV and AIDS as much, but those life-saving medications, as wonderful as they were and are, they often have some pretty bad side effects. Diarrhea being a very common one. And because of that, men would get a look. And again, if you live through this period, you know what I'm talking about when I say the look. There's a certain body fat loss that occurred because of these early medications in specific areas on the face and on the body where other gay men learned to recognize that look as being coming from HIV slash AIDS. And because of that, a lot of guys were discriminated against because they didn't even have an opportunity to meet someone, engage in a nice conversation, um, not take it anywhere beyond a social kind of date and interaction. But they would be judged as someone that had that look and therefore probably they had HIV-AIDS, and this is before medications were able to suppress your viral load enough that back then you could still very much infect other people Condoms were a big help, obviously, and then PrEP came along, but initially condoms were used, but people were concerned about even kissing someone that looked like that because maybe there might be some HIV in the saliva. So these were all things that were early thoughts for guys, for gay guys, and The gym culture, in addition to it being wonderful to be in a gym with beautiful muscled men, they were building up their bodies to try to make sure that they didn't have that look. Now, if it was somebody that had HIV AIDS, they were building themselves up so that they No longer had that appearance, although they couldn't really do anything with the face back then. But for those that didn't have HIV AIDS, if they were on the thinner side, they often would also be judged and rejected because maybe, just maybe, they have HIV And even if you ask someone and they say, no, I don't. A lot of people didn't believe people. And I'm sure that there were a certain segment of people that lied about it. And so they wanted to make sure that they weren't put into that category as someone that has HIV-AIDS. So they were also building themselves up. And that occurred all through the 90s and certainly into the 2000s and it still exists in this 21st century we have now seen kind of a spattering of everything right back then muscle was in and still is to some extent then bears were in then dad bods were in harry was in Completely shaved was in manscaping was in beards were in, and now for some <laughs> for some reason, as things are cyclical, right? Everything that's old is new again. Mustaches are back, which pff, totally blows my mind <laughs> because to me, mustaches are either Tom Selleck or 1970s gay porn <laughs> that's what I think of when I see mustaches so when I see all these mustaches now, one guys it's so bizarre to me but the 21st century now has become more about being yourself whatever that may mean but one thing remains a fairly consistent factor and that is that in gay culture aging is not in. Maybe it's more in than it used to be because of things such as dad bods or silver foxes or sugar daddies, for that matter. It's not as huge a factor as it used to be. But when I was growing up and first going to bars in the 1970s and early 80s, Guys that were over 40 didn't have a chance in hell of getting laid. You know, everybody was starting to become youth-obsessed back then. And then the gay world became really, really youth-obsessed. Again, because of images that gay guys are seeing on porn, in advertisements, in commercials on TV, in the movies, in all of these big superhero go-get-em kind of films. And gay guys still want to be young. And now there's many more things that guys can do to have a youthful appearance. It's not unusual now in the 2020s, to have guys wear makeup, to have guys get Botox and facial filler, hair transplants, still penis enlargement (laughs) is still there. There is one thing that stayed the same to my knowledge from the 1970s all the way through, like, this afternoon at four (laughs) o'clock. was penis enlargement. Yes, I want a big wang. And there are now operations you can have, and certainly there are other things I've talked about on the show, like dick pumps and supposed pills that you can take that will do things, and please, whatever you do, don't take those pills. And steroids are still a big part of what gay men will do that are in the gym culture because the gym culture still exists, just not as much as it used to be. I worked at two gyms that were, well, they never liked to call themselves gay gyms, but 95% of the people that were in these gyms were gay. They were in the south end of Boston, which was known as a gay area. Not so much anymore. And gay men liked to lift with other gay men and cruise other gay men. And so they were gay gyms. But now, ever since marriage equality came around, uh, society's beginning to change, which, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing. But I did a show a while back, talked about how do we you know, how do we hold on to our gay community when we don't have specific places that we congregate as much anymore, except online? And I talked about how bars have disappeared. I have spoken to you a number of times about my particular personal struggles with aging and being in the gym culture. Now that We don't have specific gay gyms and we're just out in the normal public gyms. It's a different kind of comfortable. We are not necessarily amongst our own all the time. We are usually surrounded by straight guys, maybe with one or two gay guys here or there, depending on what area you live in. And I have talked about how as I've aged, especially since I have hit my 60s and I'm back in the gym and I'm trying to create as close to a body as I used to have when I was very muscular with lower body fat, how I feel very stressed and depressed at times about it because I can't lift the kind of weight that I used to. I can't go the kind of speed that I used to do. I'm not as strong. I have to rest much more. I have to do lighter weights with higher repetitions because so many kinds of injuries can happen now as my body ages. And that when I do go out to gay places, Sometimes those places, because at least in Boston, they're few and far between. Many of them have the younger clientele that still likes to go out to bars and dance and stuff. Some of our bars, we have older guys, but there's only one that I can think of, actually. And how being in your 60s, you begin to become invisible. And all of those factors together for me, the fact that I can't do what I used to do. I don't look the way that I used to. I'm not as much the center of attention. And I know that sounds awful, but I'm just being really honest here about this, okay? I went from being bullied in junior high and a little bit into high school into the lifting gay culture and at least in a city of Boston where gay gyms were concerned I was considered to be on the muscular elite size because I was a personal trainer and I worked at these gyms I taught classes on abdominal Work and butt work. And that's all changed. And the loss of that, in addition to the fact that I've had to deal with, you know, various illnesses that were life threatening. And the fact that some days I get out of bed (laughs) or I walk across the room and I'm not looking downward. So I trip over a synthetic dog bone. It's so frustrating. It's really hard to get used to. And I do fight it. I do fight it. I do fight the aging process. Because for me personally, and this is only me, I'm not trying to make anybody else think this way. But for me personally, I do better at fighting the illnesses that I have had and will continue to have when I am in an extreme positive state of mind, when I am moving and working out and eating right and being healthy and not smoking marijuana, and not drinking alcohol. For me, all of those things are what keep me going. And I think that they are things that have kept me alive over the years. And I also realized that after many, many years of using tanning beds, On a daily basis, because they had them at the gyms that I worked at, and I could tan free, as well as going on vacations myself and laying in the sun. I was abusing my skin, and I was really lucky. I'm really lucky at this point. I haven't had skin cancer. I don't know if it's still going to show up, but it's been about 20 years since I have been out in the sun for any length of time. And I use a lot of moisturizer. And when I film YouTube videos, I make sure I have good lighting and I put powder on my face so that I don't have an oily complexion. These are just things that, for me, work best in my life. And it's not so much the way that I look as the way that I feel and the way that I can move. Because for me, moving, moving is so important as we age. That is what is going to help keep your body fat down. That is what is going to help keep your heart and your cardiovascular system healthy. That is what is going to help you stave off other illnesses as well by being active and eating correctly. Or as close to correctly as you can get. Let's say, let's go with semi-correctly with sometimes really bad days. And so pushing myself, trying to get myself to be as active as I can be I know are going to help me physically and mentally long-term. I would like you to feel very comfortable with who you are and what you want to be. I, I think sometimes I probably lecture a little bit too much, and I'm working on not doing that. I think we owe it to ourselves to try to live as long as we can and to have the most dynamic and active life that we can. You can come say hi, bit. Sure. I mean, goodbye. Okay. Sorry, I didn't think you were That's all right. Come, come. Yes. Have a nice walk. Thanks. Say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. I think Chomley's going to stay. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see. Chumlee gets smoked. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Okay, sweetie. See you in a bit. And when I do shows about dieting and exercise, I'm not trying to push my philosophy on you. At least I'm really trying not to. I want you to be comfortable with who you are. But at the same time, I want to be comfortable with who I am. And I don't want to be receiving messages and emails from people saying that, why do I have such a problem with aging? You know, why, why can't I just accept the age I am? I can, but it doesn't mean, okay, well, I'm in my 60s now, so fuck that, I'm going to drink and I'm going to eat and I'm going to become overweight and I'm going to stop exercising and I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't expect anybody to just give up what they want to be and who they want to be. You know, I, I received the message a while ago, and it was, I think it was on YouTube, where I have to approve a comment, and I read it, and then when I went back to approve it and to make a reply to it, the comment was gone. It never got approved, so it never showed up. But it was a guy that was writing to me and saying, you, you, you talk in all of your shows about how you wanna support and help those of us who are alone and lonely. But then you put out videos where you show you and your husband having a wonderful christmas celebration together you know opening presents and the tree and how do you think that makes us feel and i i didn't resp- i didn't approve the comment immediately in reply because i wanted to think about it for a while and then as i said the comment was gone but the more I thought about it, the more pissed off I was about it. Because when I do show things, or talk about things about my relationship, I, I wanna stress to people how, how difficult it was in my life mentally, And the illnesses that I had so physically, and I was in my mid-50s, and had just decided that I was going to be alone, and that was fine, because I was never finding what I was looking for. And then despite all of that stuff of being what I always considered a damaged person, I met, like, the most wonderful man in the world, And we had a big wedding and a celebration. And it was wonderful. And the reason I talk about it and show it is because I want you to know that you also have a chance at that. But you have to do some things, right? Including taking care of yourself. Being more active. Losing weight. And getting yourself out there instead of sitting at home and watch a Golden Girls rerun for the thousandth time. Although if you're gonna sit at home, watching a Golden Girls rerun for the thousandth time is a really, really good thing to do. All right, I've blown enough air tonight. there's There's no thing I want you to take away from this, really. I just wanted to blab about it because I was thinking about it in the sauna the other day. And you are my friends and family, and I want to tell you things. So there. Assuming this has recorded, and if it hasn't, I do not want to do this again, but assuming this has recorded... I'm going to put out a really quick episode on Sunday morning, I think, and then I'm going to do the funeral episode, the final I See Dead People Part 4, where I answer your questions about the funeral business and the embalming business that you've sent me, as well as telling you a really horrid story (laughs) really horrid story okay my friends thank you as always for joining me today i love all of you big hugs we will talk very soon take care bye for now guys